You're listening to The Human Upgrade with Dave Asprey. Formerly Bulletproof Radio. A state of high performance. Guys, this is The Human Upgrade podcast with Dave Asprey. This is the only live podcast I've ever done, and I am live streaming on Telegram because Insta just banned me from live streaming. Why'd they do that? Uh, Probably because I'm in Canada and because there are a lot of people talking about this pretty much revolution in the country that's happening this weekend as 50 or 100,000 truckers blockade all of the state capitals until they stop (laughs) all of the mandates that aren't really making a lot of sense. Uh, The leader of the country has gone into hiding uh, because he might have been in the same room as someone who had the coronavirus, so he's isolating for five days where apparently his cameras don't work either. So this is a world history in the making, but you're not seeing it on any of the news at all, or if you see it, they're saying it has something to do with white supremacists, even though I'm seeing Sikhs and people of all colors, creeds, and even nations in this big convoy, even on the little island where I live, there were 10,000 people protesting. So this is happening right now, and now I'm switching my live streaming over to Telegram. And if you're not following me on Telegram, t.me slash Official will get you on. And now here's what I wanted to cover. Here's what I promised to do to celebrate Spotify keeping Joe Rogan on the air, <laughs> despite Brene Brown. And author, I really want to interview someone I respect who's, who has really good work, as well as Neil Young, who was one of my favorite authors before he became, I'm going to call him Neil Old now. Uh, and Joni Mitchell, and a few other virtue-signaling people saying, I won't have my content on a platform if there's someone who disagrees with me. Now, what was that thing about free world? See, in a free world, the first and most fundamental right is the freedom to be wrong. And being wrong means you can speak stupid stuff. I mean, the dumbest things on earth. You could even say something like, there's no such thing as mold in coffee. I think that would be kind of dumb. You could say, kale is good for you. I would think that would be kind of dumb too. But I support your right to say those things. Because if I can force you to shut the heck up, then you can force me to shut the heck up. Now, I want you to go back to the playground. Now, if you're only maybe 14, maybe this didn't happen because your school was covered in rubber. When most people went to school and around most of the world, if you're on the playground and there's two little kids, one of them says, you shut up. And the other one says, no, you shut up. And then the next one says, I'm going to make you. Okay, that's the beginning of the fist fight. And the second person says, no, I'm going to make you. And pretty soon, because each of you couldn't just let the other one speak, you are now face to face. It turns out the founding fathers of the U.S., figured this out. And that's why the right to free speech is there. And it's the first amendment to the Constitution. In other words, you can't have anything if you can't have that. Because as soon as that goes away, the tools that are used to stop free speech are weapons. And that's why the second amendment is weapons. The right to guns. So whether or not you're in favor of gun control, you're against gun control, I don't really care. There's arguments for or against every kind of tool. But what I can tell you is that freedom is a biological necessity. And this is something that I've only really shared loosely, but it's terribly important. And it explains a lot of psychology. It explains some of why I do what I do at 40 Years of Zen, my neurofeedback company. And it explains why we keep getting into trouble as human beings. So I want you to know about this. 
your consciousness does not come from inside your brain. It provably comes from inside every cell throughout your body. Hey, I see my buddy Gordy here on Telegram. Hey, Gordy, welcome. Now, what do I mean by your consciousness starts inside every cell? Well, it turns out that each cell has its own very basic set of operating system things, things that it does. And it does this in a Petri dish without you there. That's how I know that they do this. And all life on Earth, if you read any of my books, follows these things. And this is not something that you're going to see in a lab study. This is from me, a computer hacker who studied artificial intelligence, designed distributed broad-scale systems. Uh, in fact, some of the first data centers in the country, modern ones, the company that I helped to start, built 42 data centers, including some that are carrying the traffic that's, that we're using to communicate right now, almost certainly. So... Given that mindset, what's happening is a distributed intelligence throughout your body. So the little cell on your finger, it talks to the other cells near it. And then they kind of vote in the same algorithms that you would see in uh, crypto, believe it or not. I interviewed Lehman Baird from Carnegie Mellon on the Human Upgrade about this very thing. And when enough of them decide what to do, your finger knows where it is in space. And it makes dumb little finger-level decisions. And we've done enough neuroscience to know, how do you catch a baseball? Well, your mind, your brain predicts where it's going to be in space and tells the hand, catch that thing. <laughs> and your hand knows how to catch it without central control. So you have some central control, some distributed control. But your biggest level of distributed sensors are throughout the body, and they roll up into what happens. So what are the rules of life that are running inside every cell in your body? The rules of life, all life, not just human life, are number one, run away from, kill, or hide from scary things. And this happens first, and it happens with the most power. This is why you will jump away from a tiger when it tries to get you. That is fear. It's the first of the four F words that drive everything you do. The second one after fear is food. Because that little life form, that single cell, a, a bacteria, eat everything. That's the rule. Because famine will come. It has always come for all life for two plus billion years. So that's why you eat all the donuts. That gets about five times more attention than it needs. And it's why you feel like you're going to die if you don't have tacos at 11.45, unless you've learned intermittent fasting. So we have fear, we have food, and then we have, what's that third one? It's another F word that means reproduce. It's fertility. And you spend about three times more energy on that. And that's why after you have the tacos on Taco Tuesday, you start looking at the attractive people around you. It's just natural. It's what all life forms do. Call this your human operating system. And it happens before you get to think about stuff. It, you're the application. Your body has the operating system. And the final F word, and this is the one that I'm getting to. This is why I'm talking about this with you. This final one is friend. We form a community and we do this in our bones. We don't do this because we decided to form a community. You specialize. You will jump in front of a car and you will save a baby that is not yours. And you will not do this because you're a good person. You will do this because it's in your bones to do it because you know it is right because you don't have to think about it. You will also help an older person when they need it. Now, you might be full of narcissism, ego. You might just be a sociopath or psychopath and you might inhibit your operating system impulse to do it. But if you're a good person, you are just going to serve your community. 
And this is really important because if every cell in your body is running its own little assignments in order to make the whole of your body work very, very well. Do you not think that you are a cell in the organism of humanity and you have a job to help all of humanity work very, very well? What would happen if you decided right now that you are going to take personal control of every cell in your body and tell each one of them how to do its job? What do you think would happen? I know what would happen. You'd probably turn into cancer like you'd see in one of those old anime movies. Or you would explode. You would stop working. You would have conflict. Because inside each cell is an inbuilt need to be free. And the need to be free is so you can perform your role in the greater organism. And this is why whenever we have central authority and central control, we end up with overreach, and when there is overreach, there is universally throughout all of human history, you push and you push and you push as a government until people lose it, and then they inevitably change things. And when that happens, there is almost always conflict, or in a few cases, it happens peacefully, and that is what I hope is happening in Canada right now. But the reason that we feel this burning need for freedom, the reason that when Mel Gibson stands up with his face painted blue like a smurf and throws his sword and says, freedom, why do we resonate with that? Because if you don't have freedom, you cannot perform your role in society. The reason you are here, you figure it out and you do what you're here to do. If someone blocks that with a mandate, with a law, with oppression, with tyranny, with bureaucracy, or just by being a bully, they are blocking a built-in innate need that is as strong for humans as our need for sex, our need for love, our need for food, and our need for basic safety. Listen, leaders of companies. By the way, I am a leader of seven companies. Listen, leaders of countries. By the way, I will never be a leader of a country. What a terrible job. Thank you if you're doing that. Just listen. You cannot block freedom any more than you can block eating. So allow your citizens to do what they are here to do. And what drives that is two things. It is community and it is culture. Now, we have some interesting artificial intelligence algorithms that are changing our community. In fact, one of those algorithms just locked me out of sharing this with my 520-something thousand Instagram followers. So here you go. You get it on Telegram, where actually I have a pretty good following, about 35,000, and it's been growing exponentially because people are fleeing Instagram, recognizing that Instagram is reporting a hollow and false view of reality. So yes, we have a schism in the world right now where the lens you use to look at reality is quite often your phone and there's nothing inherently wrong with that. But when an algorithm decides what you see on your phone, it decides whether you see this or not and you don't get to tune that algorithm, then we have a serious problem. When someone else gets to control what and how you see, they get to say, oh, this person says things that aren't okay. It's not all right. The way to fix this, and to fix it very, very quickly, is to allow the tech companies to keep doing the cool stuff they do. I spent the first half of my career in big tech as a computer hacker, as a vice president and multiple big tech companies, including some that could either block or enable surveillance. I know how this stuff works. All we have to do 
is give control of what people see back to people. Yes, if you're Facebook or Instagram or Google or Microsoft or Apple, you want to run some ads, you can have a percentage of someone's attention and you can decide where to insert the ads. You can even decide what ads. However, for the rest of the stuff about what I see, I should be free and you should be free to go in and tune the algorithm to see what you want to see instead of them tuning the algorithm. So if I say I want to see more about this, that is my business. And in that point, they can act as a public service with the right to sell you ads. Otherwise, I'm sorry, guys, you're public utilities. And I'm going to go back and I'm going to put on my very, very early internet days hat for you because I think it's relevant. We used to have laws against encryption. If you shared machine-readable code for computer encryption with someone who was a U.S. green card holder but not a U.S. citizen, you were guilty of the same crime as selling a bazooka to an enemy country. It was considered exporting a munition. This is how badly the U.S. government wants to be able to spy on you. So I had a T-shirt made that had a barcode with an algorithm for encryption. <laughs> and on the back of the T-shirt, it said, warning, this T-shirt is a munition because it actually was. So you have this long, long history of governments trying to hide things from people. And I'm telling you this story because when you look at what's happening on the internet right now, you don't have very much control whatsoever. All we have to do is let you have that control back so that the governments who want to be able to spy on you and the companies who want to be able to control what you see can control what you see. But the companies made a deal with the government especially in the U.S., which set precedence for the world. And they said, hey, let's not be held legally responsible for the content that's on our platform. They called it a safe harbor provision. And the government said, as long as users create the content and you don't change the content, then you're not liable. One could argue, and attorneys are arguing and will argue in court, that when a service provider like Facebook or any of these other ones, Instagram maybe, when they decide what you get to see, they are changing the content. And when they decide that your content is censored, they are changing the content. When they delete episodes of shows, they are deleting the content. They are editing that. And when they took that action, they lost their liability shield. When we talk about liability shields, any business anywhere that can get a liability shield will take it. So tech has a liability shield for this content, yet they have big rooms full of fact checkers editing content. This is in violation of the law, as far as I understand it, and I have spoken with attorneys about this. And we have large pharmaceutical companies. And apparently, if they can get mandated and approved shots for kids, then they are also protected from all liability, even for giving the treatments to adults. So companies will really go out of the way to do it. They'll lobby like crazy to get these liability shields. I'll just tell you, Facebook, Instagram, if you block someone from seeing something, you've changed the content, I think, and maybe you don't have liability. But regardless, understand that the reason that there are probably a million Canadians protesting right now, which is pretty substantial. There's only 30 million of us up here. And there are a lot of Americans joining in as well. Why? 
because that fourth F word, that fourth F word is freedom. We know we need it like we need food, like we need water, like we need air, like we need love. That's part of how it works. And if governments or people or bad people or anyone else takes it, we will feel it. It will hurt. We will feel a sense of loss and eventually we'll take action on it. And that's just how it is. You cannot take that away. It is fundamental to being human. So if you're sitting in government, you got to make a decision right now. Are you going to honor that? Are you going to recognize that in the last 20 years, since 2001, the amount of freedom that you have taken as governments, not even counting the freedom that private companies have taken, that you've taken enough, you've pushed far enough, and then people are putting their foot in the ground, you got to recognize that. And if you don't, I am genuinely afraid of what society is going to look like in the next year. Because either way, it's going to look like a locked down, very, very bad RoboCop police state, or it's going to look even worse, at least for you. Why would we go there? Let people do what they want to do. And as a biohacker, someone who is not a political activist, I don't think either side has a very, very good clue about the way the world works. I want biological autonomy. I want to teach people to live to at least 180. I want to teach people to get their ego out of the way. I want to teach them to be present in all circumstances and to think faster and better and smarter. And that's what I have written books about. That's what I spend all my time on. That's what I've spent $2 million on. And you're telling me I don't get to decide what goes into my body because a bureaucrat politician has decided that that's what's best. With all due respect... There's a reason I had to spend $2 million. My biology is different. It, it's not like most people's. I work with a team of medical professionals to make it work the way I want. You don't get to say. I will choose whatever treatments, whatever vaccines, whatever drugs, whatever peptides, whatever surgeries, whatever piercings, whatever tattoos, and whatever extreme sports I want because that's how freedom works. And if you want me to pay a tax to a large pharmaceutical company, I'll pay the tax. That doesn't mean I have to consume the product. So let's back off on that. Let's back off on the central tracking. Let's go back to, especially in Canada, where it's natural, just smile at each other. Let's just be nice to each other. And let's support people who get treatments we don't get. Let's support people who don't get treatments we get. Let's support people who wear a mask because it makes them feel safe or maybe because they're really sick or because they would get really sick. I don't care but I'm not going to discriminate against them. I'm not going to lock them out of my business. And I don't care if someone tells me I have to do it. I'm not going to do it anyway because it's wrong. And if you do that same kind of thinking, you do what's right. You be kind to others. It doesn't matter if they have different politics. It doesn't matter if they like Neil Young or Joe Rogan or Brene Brown or insert name of any other famous person. I don't even know. It doesn't matter. They're people. We're wired to be nice to people unless they're trying to kill us or take away our freedom, at which point we're wired to resist. And that is why I wanted to record a podcast for you, a special edition, to celebrate the fact that Spotify is not caving into pressure to delete Joe Rogan, which they would never do. They spent $100 million. But thank you, Spotify, for just saying, all right, that's fine, Neil Young. That's fine. I support anyone's right to pull their content from Spotify or anywhere else. I do not support Spotify or Instagram or Facebook's right to pull content from what is, in essence, a public utility. I hope this was helpful for you. And when you think about your part in the world and you think about the 
part of each little bit of your body and making you and you realize that you are a tiny piece of the human organism and you have a role you have a reason for being here i'm hopeful that that stands out and it makes sense to you and you realize this is why a lack of freedom hurts and this is why when people take away your freedom they are hurting you and that is why it is appropriate to resist and it's appropriate to resist in a way that doesn't harm other people because it doesn't feel good to hurt people unless you're a psychopath. And if you're a psychopath, go jump off a bridge. We're done with you. We will be able to spot you. Artificial intelligence is useful for that. We will use it. And once we know you're a psychopath or a sociopath, we will be able to change society. So if you're one of those, you should start hiding now. <laughs> We've got your number. On that note, my friends, I will see you on the next normal interview episode of The Human Upgrade. I hope this rant was useful and helpful, and it gives you a framework for understanding why you're here and why this matters and why I'm focused on it, because I can't teach you to live for a long time if you don't get to pick what you eat, what drugs you take, and which drugs you don't take. Have a wonderful, as you can tell, evening if you're watching because everything is red and I'm wearing my true dark glasses. This episode is not sponsored by anyone yet anyway, because I haven't figured out. I recorded on the fly for you. If you're on Telegram, thank you for being one of the couple hundred people who's listening. And if you're on Instagram, watch out. They're blocking everything. Go to t.me slash Official, and you can join my Telegram channel where I post stuff like, here's what I would do if I had this weird condition that I can't even talk about on Instagram and things like that. I'll see you all there. Have a wonderful evening. Thank you. If you like more content like this or you'd like to work with me directly, definitely join the Upgrade Collective, which is my membership and mentorship group um, that you can join. There's more than 200 videos, including four courses where I teach you every one of my books because not everyone learns by reading. I get you discounts on tons of health and performance products that I actually use. You get to be in the live studio audience, interact with guests on the show, ask me questions, type things back and forth. And every week there's community coaching calls and every other week or thereabouts, I am on a call delivering new content and answering questions for you. So this is a way to be part of a group of people who really care a lot about upgrading themselves and upgrading humanity, which is part of my core mission. Just go to ourupgradecollective.com to join. The Human Upgrade, formerly Bulletproof Radio, was created and is hosted by Dave Asprey. The information contained in this podcast is provided for informational purposes only and is not intended for the purposes of diagnosing, treating, curing, or preventing any disease. Before using any products referenced on the podcast, consult with your healthcare provider, carefully read all labels, and heed all directions and cautions that accompany the products. Information found or received through the podcast should not be used in place of a consultation or advice from a healthcare provider. If you suspect you have a medical problem or should you have any healthcare questions, please promptly call or see your healthcare provider. This podcast, including Dave Asprey and the producers, disclaim responsibility for any possible adverse effects from the use of information contained herein. Opinions of guests are their own, and this podcast does not endorse or accept responsibility for statements made by guests. This podcast does not make any representations or warranties about guest qualifications or credibility. This podcast may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products or services. Individuals on this podcast may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to herein. This podcast is owned by Bulletproof Media.